here with head coach Martin Dagenet before uh, game two against the uh, Cornwall Colts. Going back to game one, a 5-1 uh, win. What were some of the things that went right for you guys in a, in a nice uh, offensive performance from the team? Well, I thought we worked hard. Uh, we were ready from the start of the game. Uh, puck drop, uh, power play, uh, scored a big one in the first, got, got us the lead. And the second, we scored some, uh, you know, highlight real goals that uh, we're not used to scoring, but certainly take it in the playoffs. So, uh, no, all the lines were uh, all the lines were rolling, and uh, I think that's why we had success and won the game five one. Now, uh, one point in the game that I really enjoyed watching was maybe the first ten minutes of the uh, second period. That might have been maybe the best ten minutes of hockey that this team has played offensively all season. What did you think? Yeah, offensively, I agree. I just thought, as coaches, I think it was a bit of a run and gun early in the second. But, you know, we have a strong goaltender, so I guess, uh, you know, we can afford to, to play that way once in a while, but I don't think we would want to play that way for 60 minutes. I think our, you know, our strong points are, you know, we're very good defensively as a five-man unit plus the guy we have in net, so um, we want to make sure we don't give up on man rush. But, you know, both teams got some good scoring chances, and we scored, and they didn't, so... Obviously, uh, you know, at 4 nothing midway through the second, uh, we knew it would be tough for these guys to come back. spoke to your captain, uh, Jeffrey Lawson, earlier, and uh, he say, he pointed out the power play. He said that it's improving uh, compared to the, the regular season. Of course, we know that your penalty kill is one of the best in the CCHL. And, and after scoring that first power play goal and then having a few more power plays uh, the rest of the game, do you feel that maybe this is something that you guys can build on going through the rest of the playoffs? Yeah, obviously uh, you know, the power play has been a struggle for us all year long. My assistant coach, uh, Chris Kushnerik, has been working hard to make sure that they're ready to go come playoff time. And right now I think uh, you know, things are going well for us. We're moving the puck. We, we got traffic in front. Uh, and, you know, as for the PK, well, again, my other assistant, Francis Watsi, uh, he's the one taking care of that. And, you know, can't say enough good things about Frank and just the it's just we make it tough on the other team to just enter our zone. We get in lanes, and again, a good PK. You need good goaltending, and that's what we have with Ian Andriano. Now, uh, Jaron Burke, uh, you know, scored a beautiful goal in in game number one, right at the top of the circle. It went top corner past uh, LaSalle. Um, is he a guy that kind of, you know, skates up the ice and says everybody's just going to be on my back, and you know, I'm going to go straight to the end and be such a bulldog? Uh, in the playoffs, even you know everything that he did last season, Martin, can you even speak on on behalf of Jaron and the way that he has played for you guys not only last year in the playoffs but this year as well? Well, I think his coming out party was last year in the playoffs, like you say, against Carlton Place in the finals. He struggled in the first round against Kemville, was okay against Oxbury, and got going later on in the playoffs. And this year, obviously, there's been some ups and downs with with Jaron, but you know I don't think there's a better power forward right now in the league. Like I'm shocked that you know he doesn't have a Div 1 commit when I look at other 20-year-olds or, or guys in our league fours that are leaving next season. Like He was the best player on the ice uh, Thursday night, and I expect him to be the best player again tonight. So he's a machine out there, and you know what? We, we need him to put the puck in the net if we're going to go far in the playoffs, and right now that's what he's doing. Uh, as a coach, what were some of the positives that you kind of gave to your team after the game, you know, in your post-game you know, message to the team, say, hey, listen, we did this well, but we need to improve on this. Yeah, well, I did ask the players if they thought that was, you know, if that was our best playoff game so far out of the six we've played, and, and no one said yes, so I was happy to see that. I think the guys know that we were good, but we can be way better. Uh, but at the same time, you know, uh, we expect to push back tonight. Cornwall, 
did not play well Thursday night. And yes, we did play well, but I think it's a combination of both. And they're well coached on that side, and we know that they're gonna, you know, they're gonna show up tonight and make it difficult for us. And, you know, if we can find a way to win game two, obviously it's it, it's gonna help down the road. It's gonna be tough for for Cornwall to come back. So that's our goal tonight: win the hockey game and, and make it tough on these guys. Sounds good, coach. Thanks a lot. All right, thanks. Here with defenseman Merrick Rippin of the Ottawa Junior Senators before Game 2 against the uh, Cornwall Colts. And uh, Merrick, uh, first off, I want to ask you about the, uh, a nice 5-1 win against the Cornwall Colts in Game 1. How nice is it to get ahead in the series against a very powerful offensive team in Cornwall? It's very nice to get the lead in the series and to get a, a comfortable game like that out of the way and get some goals in, I think it's good for the offense and the defense. What were some of the positives that you could take from that game that maybe Martin pointed out after the game and said, hey, listen, you guys just did this really well and we need to keep doing that going through the rest of the series? I, I think it wasn't our best game, but the fact that we were able to find the net was huge, and I know that Coach Dash and I liked that about our, our game. Now, Merrick, I want to ask you about the first half or the first 10 minutes of the second period, and it seemed like um, maybe the best hockey that these, this team has played all season. What were some of the things that went right in that first 10 minutes that just maybe opened the floodgates in that hockey game? Um, I think to, to start off really well after coming in right away after a 20-minute break. And I think we were all buzzing. We all wanted to win big, big that game. So, yeah, I think that was it. Now, Merrick, is maybe the message from the coaching staff that you can't take this team lightly after they were pretty much blown out in their own rink? Yeah, I think so. Um, we're obviously not going to take them lightly. We're going to take them for who they are. A good, good strong team with uh, offensive talent. But I think if we keep playing our game, we'll have success. Now, Merrick, after everything that happened in the regular season, do you feel that uh, this is a rivalry in the mix a little bit? I think so. It's going to be a, a good series, and I'm looking forward to each and every game of it. Now, just before we move on to tonight's game, based off what happened in the last games, what were maybe a few keys that you could point out as a defenseman that worked out for the team? I think we kept it simple on the back end. Good passes, and we, we got the puck up quickly, which was huge for us. Um, if we keep doing that, we'll have success. And keeping our game simple is huge for us. Now, we all know that Liam LaSalle is one of the better goaltenders in the league. You, you scored five on him, but you have to think he's going to be better in tonight's game. What's the game plan as far as attacking this Cornwall team and trying to get the puck past LaSalle? Um, just lots of shots. Yeah. And once we get a couple, hopefully the floodgates will open and we'll get more like last game. Sounds good, Merrick, and best of luck today. Thank you very much. Here with Captain Jeffrey Lawson of the Ottawa Junior Senators before Game 2 against the uh, Cornwall Colts. Before we maybe talk about uh, today's hockey game, how's the road to recovery been for you over the last uh, few months? Uh, it's been a long uh, road to recovery for sure, but um, you know the right people uh, helped me out. Um, Cecilia Branch uh, put together a good rehab program for me. That um, really made the uh, comeback a lot easier than I expected. Jeff, was uh, rehab tough on the mind at all? Yeah, for sure it was tough. Um, coming into my last year with uh, Ottawa, obviously I wanted to play um, and just have a, a big part of the team, but uh, it was tough to watch the guys, um, especially trying to be a leader uh, while I wasn't in the lineup. Now, Jeff, of course you did get that Division One scholarship to uh, Robert Morris, and although you were injured, that must have helped your mentality the, the rest of the season, knowing that you had that Div Division One scholarship? Yeah, for sure it was in the back of my mind, but um, I still... 
uh, have a priority of playing for Ottawa right now. And um, as much as looking forward to uh, playing Division One, I, I still want to put uh, my priority with Ottawa right now. As a defenseman, how, how, how was it like to have 7D along with Colin White, another veteran defenseman, on the back end in Game 1? Uh, it was okay. Uh, some of us are coming back from injury. Um, Cornwall's a really hot rink. Um, some of us are maybe not in uh, game shape quite yet. So uh, it was nice to have uh, a couple extra guys uh, out there for us. One thing that I noticed is that maybe, uh, you know, with having 7D in game one was that you guys pinched up into the rush a little bit more. And I saw you kind of go up into the rush a little bit more uh, than usual. Do you feel that that is something in your game that you would like to do going into the rest of the playoffs? Yeah, it, it comes with confidence. Um, I mean, it also depends on the uh, what point in the game we're at. Um, but it's uh, it's definitely nice to join to the rush a little bit more, especially against a team such like Cornwall. What were some of the positives that Martin pointed out after a big 5-1 win in Game 1? Well, we liked our start. It was the, uh, one of the first times we've uh, scored a goal in the first period in a long time. Um, we still have lots to work on, and it wasn't uh, quite where we want to be quite yet. But um, definitely uh, being able to put the puck in the net finally is uh, a good positive for us. I want to move over to you. special teams. Of course, we all know your penalty kill is the best in the CCHL uh, Tier 1. And uh, I want to speak about your power play. Do you feel that that's improving going through the rest of the playoffs? Yeah, I think the power play is uh, definitely improving. Um, Chris Kush and Eric, our assistant coaches, made some big strides with it in the, in the past year and a half. Um, and I think he's uh, starting to get us to have a little bit of a different mentality, uh, which is really helping. Now, of course, uh, Jeff, before we let you go, what are some of the keys to victory that you could just point out quickly uh, against a very tough offensive Cornwall team that has a real good goaltender as well? I think we just got to limit the odd man rushes, um, weather the storm early, try to get them uh, to panic a little bit um, when they're not putting the puck in the net like they usually do. Um, and just trying to play as uh, mistake-free as we can. Sounds good, Jeff, and best of luck in game number two. Thank you. This is Capital City Hockey on CKDJ 1079. Now, live to the broadcast booth for the call of today's game. Game number two of the CCHL Tier 2 semifinals. Diamond Dante and Mason Dietrich live inside the Jim Durrell Complex. Capital City Hockey CKDJ 1079 and my hockey TV as you just heard Martin Dagene in your pre-game show live on CKDJ 1079 and watching on my hockey TV. The junior senators taking on the Cornwall Colts in tonight's matchup. And the Junior Sens lead the series 1-0. And it's going to be a thriller. After what happened in Game 1, Junior Sens scoring three unanswered goals in the first 10 minutes of the second period. You have to think that there's going to be more offense in store for this hockey game as the Junior Sens are looking to repeat and go back to the Bogart Cup Final and maybe take on the Carlton Place Canadians like they did last season. We'll take a quick break as the junior senators and Colts have lined up at their respective blue lines for the playing of our national anthem. The playing of your Canadian national anthem inside the Jim Darrell Complex Junior sends Cornwall Colts live on CKDJ 107.9 in my hockey TV. Before we get to today's hockey game, it's the goaltenders Ian Andriano in net. 
for the Ottawa Junior Senators, and he's been excellent in these playoffs so far. A 122 goals against and a 953 save percentage on the other side of things. Liam LaSalle, one of the top-tier goaltenders in the CCHL Tier 1. He's not too big, 5'10", but a good 262 goals against and a 909 save percentage. Referees Matt Carr and Pat Smith, linesman, is the veteran. Rob Dell and Tyson Stewart, Diamond Dante alongside Mason Dietrich, just off of Walkley Road at the Jim Darrell Complex as face-off is underway for period number one. It's the Junior Sens and Cornwall Colts live at the point. Rippin holds it in. He's got room. Rippin shot on nice low. It's loose. Burke scores! Puts it in the back of the net. And that's why he's the number one power forward in the league. Because he gets screens, he creates traffic, and he gets the garbage goal. Junior Senators take a 1-0 lead in the first period on the power play with 55 seconds to go. And after the goal, Martin Dashane was having to talk with the rest because they wanted a too many men calling the ice. It was before the goal as well. And... Um, Something is going on, and they were trying Jamie to get... Mayo's not happy as well. Yeah, they're not happy about that no call for too many men on the ice. And if that was the ref, they would have gave it to the junior senators as well. It should have been too many men, but it doesn't really matter from that point. But wait, we got some... Uh, we got a huddle up between the refs, and maybe discussing about... Um, Shouldn't be tripping up a guy near the corner right in front, and that's why the referee was uh, calling it before on that play. So it would have been a five on three. Now it's going to be uh, five on four. Durbin scores! Sebastian Durbin loads it from the point. It gets through the wickets of Andriano, and the Cornwall Colts have tied things up at one in the second period. A power play goal with 12.33 to go, and Mason special teams are now playing a factor in this hockey game. Both teams have scored on the power play. It was off the face-off win, and uh, I saw the pass from Sebastian Durbin at the point. It was a weak shot on the net. He just faked it, and then he just slipped it, and then... Ian Andriano tries to get it on his stick, but he puts it through the five hole. A, bit, a mistake by Ian Andriano shouldn't be making. Off the glass. Walsh can't handle it. And now off the ice is James Orr. James Orr's got room. Behind the back. In front. Mulhern back in front. Interception. And here's a breakaway. Sampson off to the race. Nicholas Sampson scores! as he went off to the races on the breakaway after the interception. That was just fantastic. It was just a simple breakaway. But I want to go back to the Cornwall Colts for just a minute because they did some great work in their own zone. And then there's just one play. It's just that one turnover that happened to them. Nicholas Sampson off to the races. He thought about the deke, and he went to the back end on Liam LaSalle. Top shelf, LaSalle didn't have a chance on it, and the junior Senators are just 46 seconds away until leading 2-0 in a series going into Tuesday night. But first, we got a timeout called by Cornwall. 